Welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart Podcast. Each week, we interview the best and brightest in physical therapy, wellness, and entrepreneurship. We give you cutting-edge information you need to live your best life, healthy, wealthy, and smart. The information in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be used as personalized medical advice. And now, here's your host, Dr. Karen Litzy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Karen Litzy, and today's episode is brought to you by NetHealth. And NetHealth really wants to help you maintain strong relationships with your patients. So they have created the Redoc Patient Portal. It provides a secure line of communication between you and your patients where you can conduct video conferencing for telehealth, secure messaging, share documents and photos, and view health information and appointments. And during these times where we're still all socially distancing, this is a huge, huge value add for your practice and for your patients. Your patients will have 24-7 secure, on-demand access to their health information without phone calls and voice messages. If you want to learn more, contact them at redoc, that's R-E-D-O-C, at nethealth.com. Now, before we get to today's episode, I have one more piece of information to share, and that is that I am getting ready to launch a brand new online program to help physical therapists create their own practice that fits perfectly into their life. So if you are looking to start a cash-based, a concierge practice, whether it's your full-time gig or a side hustle, I am so excited. The program is going to launch in just a couple of weeks. So if you're interested, get on the wait list now so that you'll be the first to get information on the program because space will be limited since this is the first time I'm doing it. All you have to do is go to karenlitzy.com slash waitlist. And I'm so, so excited. I can't wait to share it with you all. Again, that's karenlitzy.com slash waitlist. Okay, on to today's episode. We have the wonderful Dr. Stephanie Wyrack on, and I love Stephanie. She's one of a great friend of mine. She's being interviewed by Jenna Cantor, who is back on the podcast, and they are talking about advocacy mentorship. So in this episode, they discuss why you need an advocacy mentor to help guide you through healthcare policy the benefits of being a mentor, and the key to having successful advocacy efforts. And for more info on Stephanie, if you don't already know her, she is an active member of the National Physical Therapy Community. Stephanie has served on multiple national task forces for the American Physical Therapy Association and actively lobbies for healthcare policy issues at the local, state, and national levels of government. She is a nationally sought-after speaker and consultant for topics on social media use, generational issues, and organizational membership. Stephanie serves as the vice president for the Connecticut Physical Therapy Association. She is also the co-host for the Healthcare Education Transformation Podcast, which focuses on innovations in healthcare education and delivery. She's a passionate Chicago Cubs fan. I guess we'll give her a pass for that who enjoys playing the saxophone, writing, and weightlifting in her spare time. During business and leisure travel, she is always up for exploring local foodie and coffee destinations. So a huge thanks to both Stephanie and Jenna, two of my most favorite people on the same podcast. So everyone, uh, enjoy today's podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Jenna Cantor. I'm here with Stephanie Wyrock with the podcast Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. You guys probably know her already. 
I mean, she's not any stranger to this podcast. Dude, how many podcasts have you done on this, on this specific one? I think this will be my fourth. Oh, fourth, fourth. I wish I could say third time is a charm. Fourth time is a doozy. I don't know, I'm making it up as we go. But I wanted to bring on the good old Steph, Stephanie, the Mrs. Y-Rock, however you want to refer to her, or you could be like, hello, master, oh, master, whatever you prefer. I wanted to bring on Stephanie today because she's actually my... My advocacy mentor. And I wanted to bring her on to talk about this because I don't think people realize this can be a thing. And so I'm like, yo, Steph, you want to come on? She's all, yo, yeah, let's do it. So this is where we are. And I wanted to open this up, especially to any student physical therapist or new grads who are looking to get more involved with the APTA and just don't have that guidance from someone that they trust and who believes in them. So Stephanie, why do you think I wanted to work with you? <laughs> well, I think a lot of it had to do with the Women in PT Summit. I mean, I know that the, I remember the first time that we met Jenna, we were at the Women in PT Summit. I had seen a lot of your videos on social media, and you and I were friends on social media. And um, so I, I remember I came up to you and I said, oh, you're Jenna Cantor. And you said, oh, my God, you've seen my stuff. That's so cool. And we started talking, and I think you, based off of your interest in advocacy and based off of, I think, you knowing that I was involved in advocacy, we just started talking about it. And I think that that's just how it developed. It was a really organic thing. It wasn't anything that was really formal. It was just like, hey, we have this common interest. We know it. we both enjoy I mean, we both are passionate about the profession, and I think that's kind of what led to it. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> you say it's not formal, but to me, I remember when I asked you, I felt like I was asking you to be my girlfriend. I was like, <laughs> Stephanie, will you, will you be my advocacy mentor? <laughs> like, I was so weird about it. <laughs> but it felt like a big deal. I, I think this is important to bring up as somebody who really wants to continue my involvement with the APTA and making changes that I foresee that would be so great for its growth. I really wanted to bring this up because it's not necessarily easy to find the right person. I think of it as dating at the end of the day. There's a lot of people who give you tidbits, but for somebody like you where I can say, hey, I need to talk on the phone, you'll be available to talk for like an hour if needs be for me to like brainstorm or whatever, or even if I'm just going through a hard time and get through a rocky space, a lot of times it's just been brainstorming. But that's extremely valuable. A lot of physical therapists who are involved, they don't necessarily have the time or they don't necessarily believe in me on that level where I feel comfortable to be open. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, you make a really good point about finding the right person because you, you know, while people say that you can go up to anybody and say, hey, will you mentor me? I mean, you really have to build that relationship, which is what advocacy is all about, right? Having a really good advocate is all about building relationships. And so finding that person that you can be yourself around, yet that person is going to be honest enough with you to tell you, you know, the things that you either need to improve on, give you that critical feedback, but also give you that positive feedback to reinforce that you're doing good things and finding that balance. Yeah. So I think that you make a good point um, just about making sure that you're finding the right person. And my advice to people is if you are interested in 
finding an advocacy mentor or just a mentor in general, you know, trying to foster that connection and that relationship with that person is extremely important. Yeah, and it's, I remember it was a process for me because there were, there was an endless stream of people where I was like, wow, they know what they're doing. They have what I want and everything, but I didn't feel 100% comfortable with them. And I think that is something we forget. You just think of the person being, oh, they're amazing. But how do they make you feel about yourself? And I think that that's an important thing for mentors to remember too, is that you know, you're know not you're not creating a mini me. You're creating, you're helping a person who is their own individual person and has attributes that they can bring to the table to make them a strong advocate or, you know, whatever they're, whatever the mentorship relationship is about. And you're just helping them along. I always think that, you know, being a mentor is even, is even cooler than accomplishing something yourself because the mentee accomplishes something in that realm and you've helped foster that accomplishment by, you know, facilitating their growth and making sure that they're connected with the right people. I mean, that's just as rewarding and if not even more rewarding, all the extra people that you get to touch in addition to, you know, your own personal development as an advocate and your own personal development as a leader. So I think that, you know, it, it's something that not only helps you as the individual mentee, but you as the mentor, it allows you to have a larger reach than what you could have if you were just in your little bubble doing your own advocacy thing. Yeah, that's true. That's really, really true. And it's, it's not easy because like you mentioned earlier, there are people who, many who say, oh yeah, just go to anyone. A lot of people don't have the time. So you have to make a decision for yourself when looking for a mentor. Do you, are you good with getting snippets of people and having a long list of people where you keep calling to you with someone? Or do you want someone that's going to be more reliable for you, devoted to investing time in you in order to give you that advice and guidance? It's, there's no wrong answer to that. I discovered that I needed one. Only one. Obi-Wan. And so Stephanie became my Obi-Wan. What would be a Harry Potter record? Oh, I mean, Elvis Dumbledore, of course. Oh, there we go. Okay. Not Voldemort, yeah. right? Voldemort is not. Oh, definitely not. No way. Don't compare me to Voldemort. <laughs> I think she just compared me to Voldemort. <laughs> no, I mean, I think that that's a, you know, that's, that's another thing about mentorship that can be challenging is the time commitment. And you're right. You can have multiple mentors that you know, don't really need a, that you don't really need to spend a lot of time with. But again, if that mentor is really into facilitating your growth, they're going to be, it's going to be okay that they're, they're going to invest time in you. Now, it may not be like a one hour weekly phone call, but when you see them, like they're going to want to spend two hours with you just to catch up and see how you're doing or they'll text you or email you back and forth. Um, and those are the men, those are the relationships that are built on, that are built on exactly what like I said, relationships. It's not just built on a formal face-to-face meeting of somebody that you barely know. This is something that you've cultivated, you've watered, and now the seeds are growing and the beautiful tree is starting to really fester to help kind of bring about that 
good relationships that's needed to have that to have that effective mentor help you and you help them. Yeah, I'm realizing we're making an assumption here. So let's answer the question. Why is it good? Why is it beneficial to have an advocacy mentor? On that note, we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor and be right back with Stephanie's answer. This episode is brought to you by NetHealth, helping you maintain strong relationships with your patients. The Redoc Patient Portal provides a secure line of communication between you and your patients. Conduct virtual visits and have follow-up conversations with your patients via secure messaging when it's convenient for you. Patients have 24-7 secure, on-demand access to their therapy health information without phone calls and voice messages. Video conferencing for telehealth, secure messaging, share documents and photos, and view health information and appointments. To learn more, contact them at redoc at nethealth.com. I think that the benefit for it is because it helps you, it prevents you from making mistakes that most people make and when i think one of the most the one of the best things about having a mentor is it helps your growth you grow and become better faster than maybe somebody who had to figure out their own way granted there's been multiple people along in the history of time who have been able to figure out their own way but potentially they could have turned some bridges along the way they could have had some setbacks they may have missed an opportunity and if there's one thing we know about advocacy, it's all about opportunity, and it's all about presenting your argument in the right way at the right time for the right things that are going on in current sense. So understanding that and understanding that, especially in today's very polarized political environment, making sure that you are approaching these issues in a way that is... Um, proper and in a way that's going to be effective because ultimately when you're advocating you're advocating for your patients you might be advocating a little bit for your profession but in general when you advocate you want to make sure that people are getting great care and right now healthcare policy is very polarizing there's lots of different opinions about it and if you are if you are with the right person and they're guiding you the right way, you're going to go about it in a way that's not going to be as potentially detrimental to the message that you want to send. Yeah, and you're hitting off on something great. Just like anything, any relationship, you can cause sour, bad relationships. And I'm going to sum it up with the word, you could get blacklisted, man. You can't. It's not like there's a formal list. Nobody, ain't, ain't nobody got time for that. But if you're a person who's constantly coming out like a douche, they're not gonna to wanna to know you, just like anyone. If there's somebody's coming across and not nice to you and not kind, they make you feel like crap, that's a thing. So to get and and it's even if you think you are doing something in a good intention manner, you never really realize that you might be cutting down on someone who's put in a hard, a lot of hard work. A lot of hard work for zero reimbursement for the profession, and that has to be considered. Even if you completely disagree with it. Right, well, and advocacy takes a long time too. I mean, it's not something that you can go to one meeting and all of a sudden now you have a law passed. I mean, it takes 10, it can take up to 20 years, as we saw with the, with the Medicare therapy cap, to have something actually happen. 
And that's like a long history of, that's like a, oh, that's a history in itself, 20 years. I mean, I'm only 30 years old. That means that when I was 10, stuff was going on that I don't, wouldn't even know about. And if I don't have that historical knowledge and that historical information, how can I be a, an effective advocate? So by having a mentor who knows that history and can help guide you along some of those talking points that you potentially have because either you don't know the history, you're too young to know the history, or you just aren't as familiar with the with the talking the talking points themselves. You have that person there that can give you that. And then when you go to advocate, you have that much more credibility. And if there's anything that is really important in advocacy, it's first off, it's credibility. And second off, it's relationships. What type of relationship have you built with that person? Because if you're a credible person and you have a good relationship with them, the chances of them actually listening to you when that act comes is a lot better than if you're just a random person that has no credibility. Right. Which does naturally glide into things that I personally want to change just for voices, lesser known voices to be that's my own little personal agenda. Let them all be heard. Do you hear the nation sing, singing the song of angry men? What is that from? I think it's from Les Mis. Important part of this podcast, naturally. <laughs> Les Mis, very important part. Very, very important part of advocacy. Advocate for Les Mis. So after answering why, do you have to have a mentor? Is it a must in order to achieve what you want within the physical therapy? profession advocacy was? I mean, I would say yes, because I, I don't know how many of our listeners are experts in healthcare policy, but my guess is, is that there's not a ton that are experts in healthcare policy that are to this podcast. And if you are an expert in healthcare policy, my guess is, is that you've had a lot of mentorship along the way. I know for me, I mean, healthcare policy changes daily. And for me, what I, how I have learned about healthcare policy has been from being mentored by people who I would consider are healthcare policy experts. In addition to them giving me resources that I can use so that I myself can become a healthcare policy expert. Not to mention, it's really difficult to keep emotion out of politics. And that is half of what advocacy is, is trying to present a logical argument that isn't based off of your emotion, but is based off of somebody else's emotion that's gonna further the policy agenda that you're trying to advocate for. And I think one of the hardest parts about advocacy is taking personal emotion out of the picture. Because oh yeah, I struggle with that big time. Again, you're there to advocate for your patient. You're not there to advocate for yourself. In the end, it doesn't really matter what you believe. It matters what is needed for your patients. And so having just a mentor there to guide you through some of those, that emotional roller coaster of integrating politics and emotion, individual politics with societal politics, I think is an essential part of being an effective healthcare advocate. Additionally, there's so much information but having somebody there to help you kind of focus that information and help you figure out what you need to learn and what you need to focus on is also really important. I would say, yes, having a mentor is extremely important. 
Yeah, I love that. Well, on that note, person who has been on this podcast now four times. This is four times. No, this is five. This is five. This is four times. Oh my gosh. Do how can people find you in case they haven't listened to the other three podcasts that you've been on? <laughs> so you can find me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is the Seth21. I'm on Facebook and Instagram and, and under Stephanie Wyrock. So you can find me there. Or if you want to email me, you can email me at S W E Y R A U H P T. So S Y R O C P T at gmail.com. But I would say the best way to reach out to me is probably Twitter. Tweet, 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 tweet. Well, thank you so much, Stephanie, for coming on. It's a joy to share your expertise to share you with others even though i want to claim you all for myself thank you jenna for the wonderful opportunity to come on um healthy wealthy and smart once again and of course it's always great to chat with you and talk about something that i really love advocacy heck yeah me too ayo A big thank you to Jenna and to Stephanie for a great talk on why you need an advocacy mentor to help you through what can be some murky waters when it comes to advocacy. So thank you both for a great conversation. And of course, thanks to NetHealth. So NetHealth has created the Redoc Patient Portal, which provides a secure line of communication between you and your patients, conduct virtual visits, and have follow-up conversations with your patients via secure messaging when it's convenient for you. Patients have 24-7 secure online, on-demand access, online on-demand access to their therapy health information without phone calls and voice messages. If you want to learn more, contact them at redoc at nethealth.com. Thank you for listening, and please subscribe to the podcast at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media.